You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Low Winter Sun After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Low Winter Sun After Show. Uh, Such a good song. I know. It's so, so awesome. I love it. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another Low Winter Sun after show. This is Season 1, Episode 4, Catacombs. I am Matt Lieberman, and with me tonight is the fantastic Steph Z. What's up? Yeah. Hi. 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 All right. So, uh, Low Winter Sun, still early days, relatively. Fourth episode. Uh, they're continuing to build out the world. And we, we before we get really into it, I want to kind of talk about the, the series at large, because we were talking while we were watching it. They're still very much just unpacking everything that we saw in the pilot. We're getting like little dribs and drabs of things, but yeah. we haven't had a ton of forward motion on the plot. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like there is so many pieces of the puzzle, and it's not like they're giving us complete pieces. They're giving us, like... Pieces of pieces. Uh, pieces of pieces. So there's there's a lot of room left for, like, what's going to happen. There's a lot of room left for, well, do you think it's this or do you think it's that? Which I kind of like. Yeah. But I'm almost starting to be like, tell me something. Something Give that I can hold on to. solid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, what I honestly think is happening, and what I hope is happening, is they're doing all this world building so that... Once they've gotten it all out of the way, you know, like hopefully sooner rather than later, but let's say by episode seven or eight, when they've set up all the pieces, they start knocking them down in quick succession and we get a whole bunch of plot. They just need us to know everything before they can do it. I feel like that's what's going to happen. I also feel like certain things are going to certain pieces, like one answer is going to solve four puzzles. Exactly. Like, Like we're starting to see how intertwined everyone really is. Yeah. So, you know, like. I feel like that that is all the backstory and we need to know all that backstory so that when they do throw that one like bam piece we're going to be like oh, of course why yes totally all right um so let's jump in with Frank we left off at the end of last episode with him crossing the border to Canada in search of Katya and he picks that up in the opening scene this week he sits down at the bar with that pimp and, uh, and, you know, sets up a deal, propositions him for a girl. He's looking for a girl with green eyes. No, emerald, emerald eyes. eyes. Yeah. Uh, and led to that, like, uh, I think kind of great scene with him and the, the prostitute who doesn't speak English. Right. And he's trying to communicate and get anything out of her, but it's useless because she doesn't understand him. Right. Um, and I thought it was just kind of funny how, like, how, like, kind of pleasant he was. He was just like, oh, candy's a great choice. He's just trying yeah. to make her calm. It was, 
interesting how pleasant he was and still when he picked up like he was clearly not there to hurt her yeah not there to use her and i feel like she was a little bit thrown like why is this person not using and abusing so to speak yeah but it was crazy to me once he picked up the phone she got very nervous yes so i don't know if that's you know in that prostitute world whatever like that's like a sign that she's not doing a good job or you know like that kind of to me came out of nowhere that she was very nervous yeah because he was clearly like you don't have to do anything thing do you want to drink do you want this do you want that and then she started screaming for dimitri well she probably works for some very scary people yeah the the one thing i was disappointed by was we didn't see what happened to frank after he got knocked out he got pistol whipped and then he's just back on our side of the border right and it's like does he have his license back is he gonna have problems doing that is is it gonna turn up that you know why is his license missing why did his license wind up in canada in this you know this place like is that gonna come to bite him you know we'll see we'll see i i think ultimately he got his license back he was probably dumped out on the street and they threw his license on top of him and they just decided we don't need to see that that. i could picture that i I think that that, i'm with you that fits in that fits in um but he's just dead Desperate to find out who controls her. He's trying to track down through the prostitute network of Windsor. Right. Where where Katya is landing and his uh, his search ultimately leads him to these really creepy catacombs. And it, it really yeah. it, it's really screwed up. Like you've got yeah. that kind of like gothic cathe- like small chapel room with this guy with the white curly hair, like, you know, yeah. whatever you want, it is yours. Yeah, I mean Clearly, you know, I think it's a good thing that neither of us, ha- neither one of us, have a lot of experience in that type of situation. Sure, but um, you know, it definitely exists. I'm sure it exists more than we think. And and I would have to say, I would think it'd be that creepy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I would, I would feel like there would be more of more muscle around, like mm-hmm. even near the creepy dude. You know, like more people there just in case Frank got out of line or whatever. That was for me. It was weird that you didn't see that. Like more people handling stuff um yeah especially because as he said there were no cameras so it's not like they were keeping an eye on him right like outside the doors you might think that there's a person or whatever i mean well i guess it's 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 a super secretive underground whorehouse for a reason you know it's so secretive that they're not expecting too much trouble i i don't know but um The interesting thing, and and I think that this is going to become one of the central themes of the series, is that we really don't know what our characters are thinking and and how good or bad are they. Because while while I think he's definitely very conflicted about it, Frank did some things that shocked me this episode. Yeah. You know, as well. Well, that prostitute wanted to know if he was a cop and he whips out his dick. Right. First of all. But I guess if, if they're like... I'm not a cop, and they're like, prove it. There's like one, only one of two ways to drugs prove it. Drugs or yeah, sex. Yeah, drugs or sex. So he does that, but then he winds up sleeping with this other Katya. He He's grappling with the fact that his Katya, he may never find her. Right. And it's funny because what I took from that, and when we talked about this a little bit, when he was there with her and he was like, he kept saying like, what's your real name? Mm-hmm. I took that, that maybe that was some sort of code name and that his original Katya was kind of a prostitute that had set him up to do something. Like I went somewhere so different really? with that. I was like, maybe that's just some generic name that's used a lot with whatever yeah and, and internally it was like a false love mm-hmm. and she was trying to set him up 
set him up for something bigger. That's where I, I don't know if that's correct. But again, we only have little bits and yeah. pieces. But that, my head spun that way. Well, I think that it's probably a very common Eastern European name. You know, it's just shocking. I think it's more Russian. It's more Russian. Russian. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think what it really was, because she's dar- framed in darkness, this kind of silhouette. I think it's it's the hope that he had finally found her. Like, after all this searching, here she is, here in the darkness, and then it's not her again. Yeah. And to be without hope and without leads, to have to accept that she's dead all over again, or that at the very least he'll never see her again, really, really screws him up. And as as Joe said earlier Which, in the episode, you know, it's been a long week. Right. And I think he just kind of succumbs. He just needs to be comforted, even if it's not... Right. A positive thing. Right. Which is kind of crazy, too, because if you think about it, you think about toying with one's emotions that someone you love has passed away. Then you think with toying with the emotions that they're actually still here, but then you just can't find them. It's like he's I feel like he's starting to spin out, Frank. He's definitely and I feel like somewhere in this, he's just like the more he digs, the worse it's going to get. Like he got pistol whipped in the face. Fine. You know what I mean? Like he gave in to one prostitute. Fine. He's done two like kind of bad things with this like gotten yeah. taken over like if he keeps looking there's some it's gonna ruin is, him yeah it's gonna ruin him yeah. because it the, it's horrible to to have to mourn someone that you care about and to grieve but to be helpless to know that they're out there somewhere right but you're helpless and unable to find them is 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 ruinous and know that they're probably in the situation that he was in that she's exactly being prostituted out now to other dudes like yeah. that's That'd be crazy. Well, I mean, rule one, don't fall in love with prostitutes. Yeah. Because rule number one. That's rule one. Because it's they're not going to leave two, the prostitute. Don't fall in love with prostitutes. Yes. Rule number two, don't fall in love with prostitutes. Rule number three, don't, don't talk about Fight Club. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> totally. Um, but his his search has taken him all over, and it's distracting him from the matter at hand. Although he's he's attending to some of that business this week, which is keeping his ass out of jail, right? Uh, for the murder of Brendan, and he made a few stops this week. We found out early in the episode that Maya knows him. He walks into right. the international after coming back from Canada, and she's like Frank F and Agnew, and it's like how how deep does this web go? It's everybody going knows deep. everybody. It's going deep. Yeah. And uh, we had heard about Maya's ex-husband, Sean, last week, whose name is still on the deed of the International. Right. Uh, we met him this week, and we're going to go into that in more detail in a bit. Yeah. Um, but f- we're going to talk about Joe and his daughter. But first, I just want to talk really quickly about a movie called The Adventures of Serial Buddies. It is a movie that the founders of AfterBuzz TV, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, released earlier this year. It's a really funny, twisted, dark comedy. It is available on SerialBuddies.com, iTunes, and Video On Demand, $4.99 to rent, $5.99 to buy. A lot of people have asked, how can I help out with AfterBuzz TV? I love what you guys do. We put out over 60 shows a week, all free programming, and we're continuing to expand our operation out here. Uh, but buying or renting this movie is a way to do that because every red cent of that money goes back into AfterBuzz TV. It's a great movie packed with celebrity cameos. Maria herself is in it. Beth Bears from Two Broke Girls, Henry Winkler, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher McDonald, Kathy Lee Gifford, Artie Lang. It's it's just loaded with laughs. And if you buy this great movie or rent this great movie, the money comes back to us so we can keep giving you all the great skinny on Low Winter Sun. Woo! Yes. All right. Go so buy it. 
now. Yeah. So we're getting all these details about everybody on the show. Like, the, I think last week and this week, really every episode since the pilot has just been uh, giving us more of the world of Detroit and helping us better understand our characters and where they're coming from. Right. What, what motivates them. And Joe, we discover this week, has an ex-wife, has a kid. Kid gets busted shoplifting, right. his daughter shoplifting uh, potato chips and Magnum condoms. Right. And she's 13. Right. Yeah. And also with that, right away, you can see a little bit of the relationship because she's like, where do you think I learned this from? Mm-hmm. Like she's you can right away. It's like their relationship is just defined as they don't really have a good one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, he starts talking about how later in the episode, how he's got this case and it's it's eating up all his attention. And as soon as it's over, you know, he can give her more attention. She's like, you must have been working this case for the last 13 years. Yeah. And he's made he made some choices in this, too, to bring her along to some places. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he just took her home to, you know, grandma so that she could be out of the way and safe. And I don't know if it's a little bit that he wants to bring her into his world or he's nervous of what she would do without him. Like, there's a little bit of a something going on there, too, I think. Like, why would why would he roll up, you know, to uh, on Billy, Billy's Billy, mom's yeah. house and be like, oh, show your face. You know what I mean? Like, she could have stepped in the car. She yeah. could have, you know, that, that was to me a little bit of like a weird or well, a flag of some sort. Well, I feel like he, as a parent, he feels kind of neutered. He doesn't really right. have a way in to her emotionally or psychologically. She's not going to listen to reason from him because she hates him. You right. know, in, in many ways, she's acting out criminally to, to get back at her parents for not being great parents. But showing her the effects of of drugs and of gangbanging, right. you know, is, is his one way to kind of try to instill some sense into her. Uh, so he's, he's kind of trying, I think he's trying to scare her straight. And also he also doesn't really give much of a shit. Like he, he, right. he doesn't trust her on her own right. and he doesn't really care if she's exposed to some horrific stuff. Cause she kind of ruined his day. Right. Well, also too, I mean, to give him a little bit of credit and maybe I shouldn't, yeah. maybe he also wants her to see what, what he's been busy doing, why yeah. he hasn't been a good dad. Totally. I don't know if his character goes that deep yet. But you know what I mean? Like, maybe he's like, well, this is why I'm not here. Look what I do. Look yeah. what I deal with. This is why I'm pissed that you got, you know, you want to be treated like a criminal. Like, you want to be a criminal. I'll treat you like a criminal. Like how he says when he handcuffs her to the chair. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a lot going on there in that relationship. Here's a question for you. Do you think that Joe Gettys considers himself a good person? Yes. Yeah? Well... I think that he's, I think that he's unaware. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he thinks he tries to be a good person. Like I don't think he just thinks that. Hey, I'm an asshole. I know I'm an asshole. Like I don't think he has that cocky, douchey vibe about him. I think that he thinks what he is doing, like the cards he's playing, yeah. are suited for the game that he's in. Yeah, I feel like that. I, I don't feel like he thinks he's a bad guy. No, I, I, I kind of agree. I think that he's conflicted. I think that in many ways he considers himself a good guy fighting a losing battle. Right. You know, like he he ultimately, you know, wishes that life was easier and that he didn't have to make such tough choices. Granted, he makes the wrong choices and he right. could make better ones. But even so, like we, we see that he's willing to throw people under the bus and he wants to pin McCann's murder on somebody else. Mm-hmm. But he didn't kill Katya when he was supposed to. That's true. And so, 
there, there's some bond, whether it's just his bond with Frank or, or what, how that goes deeper, but mm-hmm. there is an awareness of him that like this person means something to someone else, not even to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go above and beyond and put my own ass on the line to, to save this person's life. Yeah. And what he does for Danny at the end of the episode, he gives her the credit for, uh, putting Anton Bobek's connection to Billy altogether by herself when she wasn't she didn't know that it was necessarily anton i mean unless which is totally possible there's a bigger picture happening and he even bigger even bigger that he knew what mccann was up to he knew that he had to kill mccann any way you sliced it so Mm -hmm. he was just you know like that was premeditated before the katya situation so he's like let me gain this on frank so that frank will do this with me so Mm -hmm. then i'll have a bargaining chip with frank in the end you know what i mean like is he that smart to think that complex to cover his own ass it's entirely possible it's possible well here's what we do know what we do know is that brendan was working with damon to take down skelos Right. Damon was working with Brendan so that they could get Skelos arrested and then Damon, you know, in his own mind would then ascend to be the new Skelos right. and take over Greektown. Um, we also know that Billy was working with Anton. Yes. And Brendan killed Anton. Yes. Cut him up. Because Anton was a, was a police CI, a confidential informant. Yeah. Uh, who worked for Skelos but was reporting to the yeah, cops. And Joe knows that that happened. He was there. Mm-hmm. Joe knows that, that happened. He knows Which that Which he, he's never mentioned to anyone. He's no. never mentioned that to Frank. He's never mentioned that. So I don't know if he thought that that body was already taken care of. Um, I'm sure that he did. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have. They wouldn't have uh, gone through with this plan. That's thickening the plot. Like, if that body wasn't in the trunk, yeah, that totally would have been a completely different game. Now there's like more and more layers of shit that they have to sift through Mm -hmm. to make sure that they've got their that they get off scot clean. Exactly, scot free. It's it's definitely going to be very very difficult for them both. I I, I'm curious to see because this is the second week in a row that Joe brought up. Let's pin this on somebody. So right. when Danny makes that connection, is he, he gets so excited and he gives her the credit. Is he going to try to pin Brendan's murder and Anton's murder on the now deceased Billy? I think so. Yeah. I think that's where that's going. And I think he's going to do that without Frank's knowledge. And he's going to inadvertently do that mm-hmm. he's not gonna be like well well billy then did this like he's gonna try and have danny figure out that conclusion yeah. he's not gonna you know what i mean like he's not gonna push that along but he's just gonna encourage her to look in certain places so that it seems like she found it yeah so that he's safe from frank's opinion of let's not throw anyone else under the bus but, but that doesn't even hold water because there's no way that billy would be that smart right but <sighs> Joe's getting nervous. Joe's getting nervous. Joe's and he's, getting nervous. And when you get nervous, you make mistakes. mistakes. Yep. Totally. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, before we move on really quickly, I just want to thank everybody who has been downloading the podcast on iTunes uh, and keeping us in the top 10 for the third week in a row. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we love feedback and we love reviews. So if you could review us and rate us on iTunes, that'd be really amazing. We love five star reviews. We, we do. We also love tweets and YouTube comments. We do read the feedback. We love knowing what you think about the show. Give us your theories about Low Winter Sun and let's have this great conversation together. Yeah. Give us some questions. Um, 
I believe we're going to have a special guest next week, so yeah. definitely get some questions in. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Maybe we'll get a little bit more of the the inside scoop of what is going on. Yes. Uh, as soon as we're able to confirm that special guest, we will be tweeting out the identity. I don't want to say who it is, just in case yeah. it doesn't happen. Uh, but we're really really excited. Yeah. About the potential. Yes. Uh, yes. I think it's going to happen. But, I think it's going to happen. But we'll too. just wait till we'll wait and see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about Danny. She continues yeah. to impress me. She, yeah. She's a, a an excellent cop. She doesn't take any crap. If she turns crooked, I'm going to be just up. Exactly. Because how many <laughs> true paragons of justice are there on this show? She's the only person who appears to be on the straight and narrow. Even Boyd, who, you know, I think is a by-the-books cop, is so creepy that I can't help but suspect that he's up to something. But And he showed that tonight in this episode. He yeah. showed a little bit of vulnerability when he was having compassion for Joe with his daughter. Yeah. Like, I expected him to come over. And, like, when Joe passed and, you know, Boyd saw Joe pay off the officer so that she wouldn't get, you know, written mm-hmm. up, whatever. He saw that. And Joe was even like, yeah, that's another one for the books or whatever. And he came and he had compassion. I was surprised by that. I thought he was going to yeah. play on that dirtiness and make it into something bigger than it was so you can tell he's he's been around the block i'm pretty sure oh yeah no he was like it reminds me of something that happened to me with a woman and then when joe rebuffs him he's like well excuse me for having one moment of empathy right oh by the way this stuff happened and you're still a crook like he i'm really curious because we're we're getting all these all these extra little details about everyone else in the cast but boyd and i have to wonder when we're gonna get his backstory Right. It's going to be happening soon. But uh, I just I just want to say that that scene between Danny and Billy's mother, uh, I just I just loved it. Uh, It's it's so screwed up. And it's one of the reasons that I like this show so much is their Detroit is different from any other city I've seen on a crime show. Um, The people, their attitude, you know, the kinds of specifics, the landscape it's it's very very unique and this screwed up mom who is who is was dating a 17 year old and is saying that her dead son was gay and was trying to steal her 17 year old boyfriend crazy 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 but so crazy that it probably happens somewhere right and it but it could also be her using a defense mechanism because her son was just wanting attention from her because she was dating someone close to his age or younger how old was billy did we know billy i think was 16 okay so someone like if your mom was dating someone your age and giving them more attention you'd probably be like what's going on well yeah so i feel like and and the way that her mind is so twisted to even be doing that it doesn't register to that it registers as he's trying to take something away from me and mm-hmm. why would he try and take something away from me oh he's must be gay yeah so i feel like she's a little twisted yeah kind of vile yeah you know but they, they all seem a little bit and you know it's you know tough times bring out the worst in people so, you know, a lot of this stuff is you, you, we take the, the story itself, but then if, you know, Detroit as a whole and even recently how it's filed bankruptcy, like, you know, it's like these people are in desperate times. So I yeah. feel like that's a lot of why the attitude about a lot of the stuff is the way it is. Yeah, it's like what, what Sean says late in the episode. He's he's like, you know, you know, a lot of people left, but some of us are still here. Right. You know, some people haven't left yet. Right. People are just abandoning that city. Right. You know, um, so that's kind of like Danny's little bit for this week. She's kind of made a big leap in the case and now she's going to be an integral part in, in, uh, either catching 
Frank and uh, and Joe or keeping them out of jail is going to be their manipulation of her. That is going to be the only way that they're able to stay out of jail. And we'll see her become a more central force next week. So yeah. the big thing for me this week was the introduction of Sean yeah. and how and and also more of Maya's Frank backstory. Frank and Maya, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I kind of posed this theory to you while we were watching it. Um, but I think that Sean, before he got hooked on the drugs, was Frank's partner. I, I, I kind of agree with you. That strikes a chord. But I'm curious to see, was it before he got hooked on the drugs? Like, what made him get hooked on the drugs? Did something happen when they were partners that he couldn't deal with? Mm-hmm. And then he left and got hooked on the drugs? Or did he get hooked on the drugs and then kicked out of the forest? Like, there's there's still, I'm very curious yeah. to, to how that's all intertwined. But there's a clear distinction. And then because the fact that Frank knows Maya and Sean, does that mean that Frank goes back to being dirty? Like, back then? Like... I I don't think that there's something. Yeah. The, the chronology is very vague, but he obviously cares about Sean a great deal. And that's why I think he was his partner. I think that whenever that Sean probably probably was was a heavy drunk right. while he was on the force and probably got ran off the force when they discovered he was also doing drugs. Right. Um, Maya says early on in the episode to Frank, you know, it was his decision to live out on the street. So she probably tried to save him. She probably right. tried to to keep their marriage alive, but he poisoned himself to the point that she just couldn't have it anymore. Right. But the interesting thing is, as we come to know more about her, is that she was a cop's wife. I was just going to say that. And, and, and now she's te- she's pressuring right. Damon to off Skelos. And other cops have come into the bar, yeah. and she has not reacted or spoken to them the same way she spoke to Frank. It was yeah. very different. It was like there was more of a, a friendship or a bond there than when some other of the other, like even when Joe came, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was a very different warm feeling. Yeah. So maybe her and Frank together tried to get Sean help. There's, there's something, some bond there. Yeah. And I don't know if, you know, Frank, I mean, well, clearly Frank is trying to find out if they know anything to cover his own ass. Um, you know, he he's like confiding in her, and I feel like he's bringing Sean back into the picture for a reason to make sure that you know no one knows anything. Yeah, well, I I think it's it's a combination of that, but like uh, here's here's another interesting thing. So Maya, the warm way that she treats Frank, she also treats uh, Nick, the uh, the kind of PTSD yeah. veteran, the same way. Right. You know, she it's almost like a coddling. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a very motherly figure right. who abandoned her own kids. I was kids. just going to say, we find out abandoned her own kids. Yeah, um, and that, I guess, also plays into, into the whole drug thing. I imagine that when their father was going completely off the rails, she gave her kids up to her sister right. and still hasn't taken them back. Or at least her sister probably won't even let her have her kids back right. because now she's knee-deep with thugs and criminals. Right. And, you know, did she have those kids? Like, was Sean around for any of those kids' life? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a big timeline that's kind of missing. Yeah, absolutely. And I honestly, I just thought that the guy who plays Sean, that performance was so, so great. So layered and so subtle. And it's this guy who's been on the street now for a considerable amount of time. He's kind of deteriorating. He's got this very bleak but very kind of like matter of fact worldview. Um, 
and uh, he's he's not going to change. But then there's that heartbreaking moment when he's like, she's not a bitch. I'm an asshole. Right. He knows. But also, for for me, what stuck out about Sean was too that he kept saying he was happy now. So what was making him, because he's still clearly a drunk. He's living on the streets. What was so bad that this, to him, feels better? Well, like what happened? Did he go dirty and get caught? Was was Maya, you know, making him be good cop, bad cop? Like there's what what happened to him? Well, I have to imagine that if Sean was busted by IA, that it would have come up by now between yeah. Frank and Boyd. And, you know, Boyd would say something like you seem to have a habit of picking up dirty partners. Right. Um, but I think as we've seen, this job gets to you. It get, it definitely gets to totally to joe and to frank and they're they're definitely very flawed people so i have to imagine that being a cop in detroit he he saw some screwed up stuff and it was too much for him to handle you know especially see i think it's a step deeper than that i think he's he was involved in some screwed up stuff well i'm sure we'll find out later this season yeah yeah uh very very curious to see what role he has to play in the shape of things to come and uh, as we continue to find out more about Maya, I want to know why she's asserting herself so much in this criminal enterprise. If she was someone who probably never imagined that she'd be involved in criminal activity, why did she get in bed with Damon and with Skelos? What what attracts her to Damon? Like, I, I know he has this kind of intense uh, ambition, and ambition is obviously very, very attractive, but... You'd think she'd have the sense to not do it. Yeah, but it's got to be the money, too. If you think about it, in, mm-hmm. in my mind, the way it works, it's like, so they had, so Maya and Sean had this bar together. Yeah, which is not a cop bar. The International is not a cop bar. Not a cop bar. But a lot of people started running drugs through there. Yeah. So it's it's the almost the opposite. So she sees that this is happening, and she, she sees this, and there's got to be a, because she seemed very in charge, like, two episodes ago when they were talking about the logistics of opening the house. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She was very in charge and very about the money. And she was from our first scene was her doing drugs herself. So there's that. To me, it's it's that. that's It's like the drugs and the money is what made her. And maybe she was even with Sean for the wrong reasons, to have somebody in the force keeping what she wanted to do going clean. That's true. You know, there, there, there could be that happening as well. Maybe she was using Sean and that's why he's like, I hope she's terrible. What if Sean, what if Maya, what if Maya's drug use is the reason that Sean fell off the rails? Like he was, he was an uh, upstanding cop. His he wife had a drug. his wife. Yeah, his wife had a drug problem. She pressured him to start using, and then he fell even further off the wagon than she could have ever imagined. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible that she led to the demise of Sean. She's she's definitely a very tortured individual, and we're going to find out yeah. more. But and very very tortured, but not like guilty party pity of one. I yeah. mean. You know, pity party, yeah, party it's of not one. like she's part like a pity party. She's very assertive. Yeah. She seems smart and she seems aggressive. Yeah. And and just like, no, this is the way it's gonna be. Yeah. A very, very cool, complex character from Sprague right. Graydon. Yeah. Um and uh I I'm really, really curious to see how deep she goes 
in this criminal enterprise. I think she's going to go deep. I think she's going to go very deep. All right. Can't wait um, to see it. Can't wait to see it. And I just loved that scene, uh, just going back to Sean, between Sean and Frank, he show, he's on Frank's doorstep and he, he's, his kind of like flawed logic. He's like, I have respect for you. I could have broken in, right. but I didn't. I got you a cat. I mean, before I found yeah. out that it's your neighbor's cat. And he's just sitting there smoking crack on the front porch. Frank goes right. in exhausted, gets a beer it's for each like of them. Pride and ego for me too, that he's sitting there like, I could have done, I don't need to yeah. be here. I could have done this. Yeah. I don't need you. You know, even though he's clearly needs him because he's smoking crack on the doorstep. You totally. know what I mean? Like, I thought that was a real twist of. Yeah. It was so just a, maybe Frank's bailed him out before. I'm sure that he has plenty yeah. of times. Yeah. I just thought it was just a really cool, elegantly crafted scene from the writing, the acting, the direction, the slow push towards the two of them. And then onto Frank's tortured face as he oh. thinks about the fact that he may never see Katya again and what he just did in the catacombs with this strange Katya trying to purge those feelings. You know, the way he puts it, it's not like I'm in love with someone. It's just like a woman got to me. Yeah. She got to me and I shouldn't have let her in because right. this always happens. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's talk Damon, uh, Damon and Skelos and Ronnie T, who yeah. is, uh, basically the Damon of Reverend Lowdown's crew. Right. He's been running the girls, uh, in, in the abandoned and helping run security and stuff like that. You know, Damon, uh, the count is light. Right. And apparently Ronnie T's men have been skimming a little bit off the top. Right. He doesn't accuse Ronnie of this. Right. Outright. He just says, we're going to double the guard on uh, on all of them. They're not going to do anything without our watch. And then Skelos makes an appearance at the Abandoned. Right. Yeah. A pretty memorable experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, you know, comes up, tells Damon pretty much that his place is shit, mm-hmm. and then brings up Damon's past with his father, which even, you know, yeah. makes the plot a little thicker. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we had some things. Uh, we missed you last week on the after show, but we were we were speculating about... Um, about Damon's father's connection to Skelos and how he feels about his father. And it, some of that was proven right. He thinks that his father was a loser yep. from taking it from Skelos for so many years and being his errand boy. And that's where his ambition comes from. He wants to be everything that his father said he was going to be but didn't become, you know, which is to be Skelos. Right. Um, and, you know, he and Ronnie T kind of have this bonding moment where he's like, he's like, hey, man, you know, I would have played it the same way. You know, these right. old timers, they got their code, whatever, but the young blood were coming up, you know? Right. And even with that, though, with the young blood coming up, Damon is very, uh, it seems that Damon is very particular about doing things the right way, like not to step on people's toes. He's doing it on his side of town. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, I don't feel like he's trying to give, like, the big, F you to Skelos. He's mm. like, I, I don't need you. I'm yeah. going to do this my own way, which I think is, is different. Skelos kind of comes in with more of an attitude. Like Damon's would be like, okay, like he's not really out to, he's out to prove a point, but he's not out to prove a point on Skelos. Like he doesn't need Skelos to go down. He just wants to rise up. Yeah. Well, it, again, it's Maya who says that Skelos is, needs to go down if he's going to be Skelos. Right. He's got ambition, but I, right now, He's just trying to he's just trying to stay afloat. Right. Although Skelos has a point. He did not show the proper respect. He did not invite him over to his place. Right. Damon though, you're right. He does try to do things the right way. He doesn't want underage girls. Yeah, in like his he's abandoned. trying to build his quote unquote business um in a 
for that business in a respectable way, I guess. You know, like he wants to make sure his money's good. He wants to make sure his girls are um, overage, yeah. you know, and, and even we see, you know, the crazy burning scene. You know what I mean? Like he wants to keep everybody like he'll sacrifice his guys to make sure that everyone's cool. Yeah. So. No, it, it was it was like a brief moment where we got to see, OK, he does care about people. Right. He's not completely lost as a human. I just don't think he knows any other way of life. Right. Yeah. Um, any other points you want to make on uh, on Damon and that, that whole side of things? No, I just I feel like he's a, a little bit too big for his britches. Yeah. I, I, I get that feeling. Like it's not organized like as much as he wants it to be legit it is mm-hmm. sort of speak not clearly not legit but as much as he wants like over age girls and the money to be right and all this stuff it's not like like i if i was opening a business i would make sure i had all my girls before i opened it and clearly it's the grand opening you know what i mean like all the ducks aren't in a row yeah so that's gonna come around somewhere to bite him in the ass I he's think. not a professional and he's exactly. gonna he's gonna overreach and he's gonna fall hard. exactly that's what i'm thinking all right um i say it's time we move into predictions let's do it and now you're after buzz tv predictions steph z predictions for next week predictions for next week well we see a little bit we see something happening in the bar Mm -hmm. maya hiding yeah who's coming in is it skilos is it ia i don't think it's ia Uh, i don't think ia is coming in with a gun out that's true i don't think that's happening um I think that I think that Frank is going to take a step too far with Katya very soon. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to bite him in the ass, and then people are going to start looking into him and why he's looking for this girl and figure out that this girl was connected and there when Anton was killed and Brandon was there. Brandon, like I feel like there's that's that's got to come out really soon. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like the plot's going to thicken again. With which is it? Sean with the gun that comes in. To the bar? Maybe. He was it's, he was hovering over yeah, it, watching like, it. Does Sean turn crazy? It's possible. Does Sean get killed because he turns crazy? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't think he's going to... I think that his character is there for a couple episodes tops. I don't think he's going to be a extended through the end of the series. You know what I mean? Like, he's mm-hmm. not going to be there forever. So I feel like he's going to come in with a bang and then be gone. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. I think that... Joe is going to put his plan of pinning it on Billy into motion, and it's going to screw everything up. I think that he's going to put it into motion without telling Frank, and it's going to blow up in their faces big time and make it way more difficult for them to get off scot-free. Right. Uh, That's what I believe anyway. Yeah, Um, Joe's definitely going to screw things up. Totally. Because he's almost more scared than Frank. Oh, he's way more scared because IA is looking into him. He's not looking into Frank. Right. Looking into Joe. Joe has more to hide. All right. Uh, Steph Z, where can the people find you? The people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Under the Dome and Breaking Bad After Shows. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After buzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the after buzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of after buzz tv buzz, buzz you later, later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.